0: by ListenNotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau.
1: Hello everyone everywhere, Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast today. We're so blessed to be here joining us for part two and the conclusion of this great informative interview with our good friend Scott Wright, as he's been talking to us about the Ten Commandments and how they relate to events in the end times, and and what we're looking at right now in the current day and time in which we live. Praise God! This is some great information, and he's been going over some details on the Ten Commandments that that most people don't know about. Praise God! And I hope he's opening your eyes and your understanding of this stuff. All right. So let's jump back into the conclusion of this interview now with Scott Wright. Several years ago, I I had a vision of this. You know, not a not a glorious vision or anything like that. Just a to, to simplified in my mind, you know, we know Jesus is with the Father at creation and all that. And when man fell in the Garden of Eden, I can almost see Jesus say, all right, let me go clean up this mess. <laughs> you, know, <type laughs> thing, you know, like a parent would, you know, when Johnny, don't spill the drink. All right, don't worry about it. I'll clean it up. You know, <laughs> you, know, you, know you can almost, Picture that, like, oh man! The, uh, uh, all right, let me go get ready. I gotta go down there and fix this. <laughs> <I don't
2: know. laughs> amen. And that's exactly, and that's exactly what Jesus did. He fixed our problem. Yeah, amen. Amen. You know, he, You
1: know, a lot of people say Deuteronomy is the book
2: of the law,
1: but it's as you're saying, it, it's an explanation. Of what God expects of us, right? And amen. why? Yeah, amen, amen. And and the first five books of the Bible, you know, I mean, and the book of Revelation. I mean, you got to include that one because yeah. all that reflects the first five books.
2: Right? Exactly.
1: Yeah, amen. Explain that for us one more time because I think that's important.
2: Sure. Well, hey, Deuteronomy in a way is a beginning, God is really bringing into focus what's going on in the spirit. He's when he gives the 10 commandments, he's really bringing it into focus how to honor him and why that's important. And if you if you continue to dive into the book of Deuteronomy, God is going to give you all kinds of life applications in that book. There are so many life applications in the book of Deuteronomy I can't. I mean, we could we could spend weeks on a podcast just talking about Deuteronomy. Yeah. Easy. That's how much is involved in Deuteronomy. We could take it from a historical, we could take it from walking in the spirit and spiritual warfare. We could take it in to doing a critical analysis of the whole entire word of God through the book of Deuteronomy. I mean, that's how in depth Deuteronomy is, folks. I challenge every one of you to read that book. And what it'll do is it'll get you to read the rest of the Torah. You'll read Leviticus and Numbers and it'll make the thing, it'll make it jump off the page. It will. It'll make Exodus jump off the page. It'll help you reading Genesis as well. So the Deuteronomy has that. But in a sense, Deuteronomy is a beginning. Moses is standing right outside the promised land. On the plains of Moab, giving a sermon is basically what this is. It's a very long sermon, so and it it stretches out over days. But what he's doing is he's giving a picture to the people, and it's kind of a it's kind of a pregame speech. You know, it's it's hey, we're getting ready to go into postseason play here. This is for the championship, and he's the coach, getting them prepared to go out there. Except he's not going to be. On the sidelines when they cross, that's gonna be Joshua. He's gonna he's gonna appoint Joshua the new head coach when this when this happens at the very end, because Moses is not allowed to cross. And in Deuteronomy, Moses even talks about why he defied God in a moment that he should have been demonstrating faith. So the waters of Meribah, yes, of course. Yeah. Amen. But Amen. anyway, Deuteronomy is that book, and it's a beginning of sorts for the nation of Israel. Revelation is an ending. It's an end point both for the church and for Israel. It's an end point of life as we know it on earth. It's an ending. It it is the conclusion. And so Deuteronomy and Revelation are a total fit. If you think of it as... You know, think of it as a as a puzzle that's just one long panoramic puzzle. Revelation is the very end of that puzzle. It's the last few pieces. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's that last big corner of the puzzle that finishes it and makes it come out into perfection. See, God is going to perfect everything that's been messed up. He will eventually perfect this. But In perfecting it, God has to rid the world of sin. If you really think about what goes on in the book of Revelation during the tribulation, when all these horrific things are being poured out on the earth, what they really are is they are opportunities for people to repent one last time. What God is doing is it's like he is squeezing the last and this is the way i think of revelation when when all the plagues and all the stuff are coming out when he is releasing each spirit the bowls of wrath all the stuff and i'm not i don't want to get into detail we could spend months on that but as that is all being done every piece of it okay Every piece of it is like him squeezing the last few drops out of that orange to get that last bit of orange juice. He's trying to he's trying to get every last soul he can. Yeah, amen. Committed to him purposes to go to heaven. Exactly, and it's the whole purpose of Christ. I mean, who is it? Who is the Father going to send to end all this and to perfect it? It's Christ. He perfect. He he showed us the way of perfection. The preparation in his death and resurrection. He ascended into heaven, sent back the Holy Spirit, basically to collect the rest of the kingdom. And then when he returns, only the father knows the hour. Yeah. Not even the son knows the hour, but he will tell Christ it is time and Christ will come back to the earth and finish this. It'll all be finished. Only God knows the final hour. I've given you yep. a prognostication of a, of a timeline. Mm-hmm. But the Holy Spirit gave me that, and he showed me how it was embedded. And it's really embedded in the word of God. There's evidence of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. did he tell me the exact day? No. I don't know the exact day. Nobody does. Only God knows that. Only the father knows the exact day and revelation to Deuteronomy is that it is so much. Deuteronomy is so much of a beginning and revelation is the end to that beginning. You know, we can, we can dial it back to Genesis. You know, Noah is the beginning. A lot of people say it's an end. It is an end to one thing, but it's a beginning of another. And from Noah to right before they crossed the Jordan. That's like a whole big picture of a story. It really is. So, some people say it's from Abraham to Mo- till Moses dies. That's like one section. So, however you want to divide that out, Deuteronomy, though, is a beginning. Revelation is an end. And these Ten Commandments are your spiritual warfare guide to understanding your heart. That was the whole point of the Ten Commandments. See, Jesus came, and when he talked about on the Sermon on the Mount, when he gave the Sermon on the Mount, he started with the Beatitudes. The Beatitudes are a reset of the Ten Commandments. The reason he said that the way he did, and it's funny how he did it on a mountain, just like when Moses was receiving the Ten Commandments from God, he did it on a mountain.
1: Amen. True.
2: Why? Because what he was doing is a reset. What He was not speaking against the Ten Commandments, folks. What he was doing is he was giving the original intention of the Ten Commandments, and he was talking about the condition of the heart. If you read the Beatitudes, they are a pattern. They are a connector. They are a step-by-step guide. They are. Matthew chapter 5. When we start to break down the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5, and we look at those, okay? Blessed are the poor in heart, for they shall see God. Or, excuse me, that's blessed and pure in heart, they shall see God. So, starting at the very beginning. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. That's salvation. Why? Think about what you do. When you receive Christ, you have to humble your heart and submit to him, right? That's being poor in spirit. You have to become poor in spirit to receive Christ. All right, so what's the next step? Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. What he's talking about is that you're going to mourn the passing of your old life. You're going to mourn that. You're going to mourn the old self dying. That's what that is. Well, in that process, you now become humble and meek. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Well, there is going to come a time in the thousand-year reign where we're gonna we're gonna do that. So through those first three steps, what have we done? We've received salvation and we've been humbled by submitting to Christ.
1: Yeah, amen.
2: Completely and totally. After that. Then you start to get this feel of hunger after you've went through those steps. If you look at the process of Revelation chapter 3, verses 18 through 21, that's no different. That's kind of pre-built into the Beatitudes. Those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, well, when you get that zeal, that hunger for the word of God, because real righteousness is God. It's his truth. It's his word. It's His Spirit. You're gonna when you start really hungering for those things that nothing else in your life is more important than that. You shall be filled when you make that the center of your attention. That's exactly what Jesus was saying. When you make me, he's saying, and I'm and I'm speaking on Christ's behalf, not myself. When you make me the focus of your attention, I'm gonna fill you. It it. Relates right to Matthew chapter 6 verse 33. It relates right to Luke 14. When we get down into the later part of that chapter. Starting around verse 26. When he says deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow me. What is that saying? Again. It's that everything is geared towards Christ. That your entire focus. Is about his righteousness. It's about his total righteousness. Righteousness. I'll tell you a, a good uh, a good breakdown for that is this one. Go to Luke chapter fourteen. Start with verse twenty six. Go through about thirty three, and just read that and meditate on it. I, I would I would tell you guys to do that because Jesus gives some hard sayings there, but what he's really doing is he's angling your heart to be attached to him and to his purpose and God's will. Period. See, Jesus submitted to the will of the Father, and he's teaching them that here in the Beatitudes. These Beatitudes are connected to that verse, to that passage, excuse me. The Beatitudes are connected to the Ten Commandments because Jesus is talking about the condition of the heart. After we've hungered and thirsted for righteousness, we're filled. When we're filled, we're filled with the Spirit. The first thing we do is we show mercy. We're merciful. We, We don't go around holding people's sin against them. You know why? Because we realize how much God has forgiven us.
1: Yeah. Amen.
2: Blessed are the merciful for they shall be shown mercy. That is a condition of your heart. And then the next part. So, so you've absorbed the truth now. Now we go to the next part. This is just like in our process. Step two, put on the white garments. Revelation chapter 3, 18, buy from me white garments. To clothe yourselves and cover your shameful nakedness. Well, guess what? Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons and daughters of God. Children of God, if you will. So, those Beatitudes are setting a condition of the heart, but they're a step-by-step process almost. Just like... The same thing we're giving you in Revelation chapter 3, verses 18 through 21. The same thing that's given to Moses at the Ten Commandments. Yeah. God is pre-building processes. He really is. He's giving you the processes to follow. He's given you commandments 1, 2, and 10. He bookend them, is a good way to think of it. And then all the other stuff is squeezed in between. All the symptoms, all the tasty and meaty stuff is in the middle, but those bookends are what hold it all together. Amen. Well, in these Beatitudes, Jesus is doing a reset, talking about the condition of the heart, because he knew their heart had drifted away from the original purpose of the Ten Commandments. From the original purpose that, you have to realize that in the center of that temple was the Ark of the Covenant, and they contain, contain the Ten Commandments. And the Shekinah presence of God did not fill the entire temple; it sat on the mercy seat that sat right on top of the Ark of the Covenant and shined right through to the Ten Commandments. The yeah. Ten Commandments are that key, and so when we break those Ten Commandments, the process of getting to those Ten Commandments through the process, the seven steps of the process of through the or the, the process of going through the temple. And, and going through that for those 10 days, which by the way, the nation of Israel is doing right now. The day of atonement is this next Monday.
1: Time of the recording. Yep.
2: Yeah, exactly. You Yom Kippur. I mean, mm-hmm. so think about it. What is that t- to do? It is to reconnect you to the Shekinah presence of God, which is sitting on the mercy seat, which is sitting right above the 10 commandments. And Amen. the point is, is that those 10 commandments are there to show you, first of all, the condition of your heart. They also, as Paul says, show you your sinfulness mm-hmm. and how sinful we are. Amen. Amen. The Beatitudes that Jesus gives is very connected to the Ten Commandments in that it's, it's, he's showing the condition of the heart. He's teaching, he's doing a heart reset right here for the nation of Israel. And then eventually that would spread to the Gentiles. And he knew that. You know, when he gave that speech, he knew that that was what was going to happen. And he was trying to tell us again, the same thing God is telling Israel with the Ten Commandments, is that it is all about the condition of the heart.
1: Amen. Hey Scott, this has been so good. And, yeah, we definitely need to focus, you know, not so much on, you know, you hear, oh, you know, the Old Testament has passed away. You know, Jesus is, you know... No, Jesus said, I didn't come to do away with the law. I can't fulfill it. Exactly. So if you're in Christ, you are fulfilling the law. Exactly. That's You need to translate that from your spirit into your mental acuity and, and understanding of what it is you're fulfilling. And it all centers around the right where you started love the lord your god with all your heart all your mind all your soul all your body and love your neighbor as yourself as jesus said because when you do that you're not going to covet you're not going to commit adultery you're not going to do any of that other stuff you're not going to steal you're going to love your neighbor as you would love yourself exactly praise god scott how can someone get in touch with you they have questions or want to get more information on this
2: Well, they can uh, email me at gccgodcenteredconcept2038 at gmail.com and I've also uh, got a God-Centered Concept journal. It's a basic journal with the names of God and the declarations of Jesus in it and they can buy that on Amazon. God-Centered Concept T.S. Wright is uh, is my handle name or my stage name if you will, my authorship name and You know, one thing, hey, I wanted to say about this, Bob, and and I think this is so important. You know, I brought up that point today, and I want to make sure I include this. And this just kind of hit me as we're speaking. Jesus, when he talks in Luke chapter 14 about denying yourself, take up your cross and follow me. You know that whole idolatry thing we talked about Mm -hmm. in the second commandment and in the 10th commandment, the covenants. He was trying to give us something to focus on, the cross. Yeah. See, the cross should be your focus. Jesus on the cross should be your focus. Yeah. And if we really understand the cross, that's where our hearts should be attached to. If our hearts are attached to the cross, if they are attached to that, then we're idolizing exactly what we're supposed to. Hmm. Not the wood structure itself, but what it means we're attached to what it means. We're attached to the fact that Christ sacrificed and he tells us to sacrifice our life for him just as he sacrificed himself for us. That is the true, that is the true goal of a Christian. Amen.
1: Yeah.
2: That the heart, that the cross is the centerpiece of your heart. It truly is. It is the Shekinah presence of God. It, that is where the mercy seat is. That's where everything is. That, that focus of worship. That focus of your life is the cross. That's why he said it. He didn't just say it as in taking up a cross just for suffering's sake Mm -hmm. to suffer and to deny yourself. All those things are important parts of getting there, Mm -hmm. but the cross is where it's at. The cross is that figment. It is that symbol of your worship, not anything else, nothing else in your life. The cross is the centerpiece. In the temple, we are God's temple. We are the temple right now. The yeah. temple is That's our right. bodies for That's the right. Holy Spirit. And the cross is the Shekinah presence of God. It is the center. It is the Ark of the Covenant.
1: Man. What are we going to talking about next time?
2: Well, um, obviously we want to get into some interesting pieces here that I think are so important. We're gonna we're going to sort of dive back into that whole relating what's going on right now to what's the book of revelation, what's going on with the book of revelation and how there's a buildup right now. It's like we were talking about before the pieces of the puzzle are starting to come together. And here's the thing. There's going to be a third temple built at some point here. It's coming. And these other pieces of this puzzle are going to eventually lead to that, yeah. And I think I think it's time that we we probably start talking a little bit about that to kind of show people what's happening in the world. What it, they're like puzzle pieces that are in in these in this puzzle. These pieces have been scattered everywhere, but they are starting to come together. You know that whole thing twenty thirty eight. We talked about that already. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just one piece, but it's all coming together. And, and you can kind of see it now. And I think that's something we need to dive into. Amen.
1: Praise God. Folks, as I say each and every time, there is no doubt we're living in the last of the last days. I mean, you... Even an atheist has to admit this is not a good time <laughs> that is happening in the world right now. Everything is deteriorating. And it's Designed that way, because the world's going to die and pass away. You know, Jesus is going to recreate the whole thing all over again as the new heaven and new earth comes down from heaven. Praise God, the new Jerusalem. And unfortunately, not everybody's going to be there. Uh, Your choice is, I believe it and I receive it, or uh, that's just a bunch of hogwash. You don't want to be in that second camp. That's what we're trying to get across here. The 10 commandments, you know, it's impossible for you to keep every single one of them all the time. But that's what forgiveness is for. That's what grace is for. That's why Jesus came so that you could receive that forgiveness when you missed the mark. But you have to at least try. You know, it's just like, you know, a kid trying to hit a baseball. You know, these home run hitters and, and major league stars, they did not start that way when they were six years old, right? They missed it more often than not, but they kept trying, and they got better at it, and they kept trying, and they got better at it, and they kept trying, and they got better at it. It's the same way in your Christian walk. You have to start with Jesus, and from there, you'll just get better at it. And when you miss the mark, say, sorry, Lord, I messed that one up, and you go at it again, you know uh oh, scott i appreciate your time in explaining all this stuff because the book of deuteronomy is so full i mean almost every single verse has a, a golden nugget with it and, and that's why the emphasis you know they call it the book of the law for a reason because that contains the whole thing and and the the Pharisees and Sadducees they developed it into a rigid rule you know and and Punishment if you if you violated it. And that's why Jesus said, you know, I didn't come to do away with it. I came to fulfill it. So now through me you can fulfill it. And and that's the whole point. It's gotta be through Christ. You know, we're talking about what we're learning here is is what should be done, and we should strive to achieve that. But at the same time, we cannot feel condemnation when we fall short because Jesus fulfilled all of it. All we got to do is stay centered in Him, a God-centered concept through Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Folks, that's all the time we have for today. Scott, I appreciate your time coming back on and explaining these details to us. I can't wait for our next one.
2: Thank you, Bob. And, hey, it's been a great pleasure just to be on the show with you. And not only this time, but all the times that we've done, it's been, uh, uh, I I enjoyed so much. And I'm looking forward to our next one.
1: Amen, amen, folks. Till next time, where Scott Wright, and myself, as Pastor Bob reminding you to be blessed. in all that you
0: do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do.